Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. Yeah. And I'm Matt. Oh, hello, Matthew. You're early. Uh, I have to introduce yeah. you. You can't just barge in like He's that. He's going for bingo. the bingo. He's going for the bingo card. All oh, right. Bingo. Have you studied it? Have you studied it beforehand? Oh, I, I can't even remember what it is. I know it's great, but I haven't studied it, so I don't know. Anyway, this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you live from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal where we Blake. No. No, we won't. I might. We won't. No, yeah, you might, but you're not allowed. Dirt file, buddy. Dirt file. It is a big dirt file on you. It's growing. Some and of those, some of those messages you've been sending late at night. What? Yeah. In the background, screenshots. You would have heard the person shoving yeah. his way into the, you know, the intro is, of course, our regular special guest, uh, all the way from the west coast of the United States of America, Matthew Heather Locklear, Hollywood Leneves. Matthew. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I come north of the Parramatta River. South of probably the Nepean River. Unfortunately, we don't squeeze in that tonight. But um, oh, it's a bittersweet um, time to join my two close friends here on the podcast at the end of the season. Haven't been blown off the park by Mimo. Um, and yet here we sit as Raiders fans trying to decide who the hell are we going to go for this weekend? Well, I think I've decided I only give a rat's ass. Yeah, no, I'm more, I'm more invested. I'm more invested um, than I have been in some previous grand finals. I reckon when, when there's like a, a choice between Storm and someone else, it's, it's, I don't know. You know, back in the days where you were allowed to punch each other in football, and you were hoping, I don't really care what the results is, but I hope there's a good stink. And then they took that away from us because this match would be a fantastic stink. Oh, Nathan Brown, to... Nathan Brown's back in the team. Maybe he's there to bring yeah, back the, the stinks beer. on. Yeah, I think Nathan Brown's going to be playing the role of uh, Terry Lamb to um, Nathan Cleary's Ellery Hanley in the 1988 uh, Grand Final. Yeah, but my, my problem with that is... I'd, Tigers uh, are going to win that. Yeah, they were going to win that. I agree. I think that was a match-winning... Uh, oh, it's terrible. Like Pearl, the Pearl was on a, a tear that whole season. Yeah, like, unbelievable. Like Jared Hayne back there were, in there was no whatever one, it was. If there was a video review back in the day, send off. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah, he would have. He would have missed most of the next season. <laughs> absolutely. So Nathan Brown, Nathan Brown, yeah. Well, that's the thing. If Nathan Brown does just go out there and take out Nathan Cleary, uh, yeah. But here's the most important thing: we don't give a crap about either sides because we're all Raiders supporters, and this, of course, is the podcast that represents the Canberra Raiders, brought to you with the extremely dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. Get online and get engaging with people who are. Quite morose and down on heel at the moment, as you could probably expect. Um, but uh, we got some news, Blake. Some big news, big news for the club. We do. We, you didn't mention the other sponsors like Landspeed Records and Audio Technica, so I'll quickly plug those. Oh, yeah, And yeah. speaking, well, on news, this, there was a bit of a sponsorship development that happened earlier in the year, and I every single episode, I always forget to bring it up. So yeah. I actually made note of it to mention it this time. Probably about two, three months ago, I got an email to my email address, which is connected to the podcast. And it was from an agency, like a marketing agency that represents um, Coors and Miller's Beer, Matthew, which you'd be very familiar with. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to come on board and they wanted to sponsor the show. And not only did they want to sponsor the show, they also wanted to organize um, 
like product launches on game days and sent me this spreadsheet that I needed to fill out that was on game and days. Now you're they, bringing it over the end of the season. Yeah, this spreadsheet. <laughs> so they would they would do like you know for the fans, listen to the show, could go along beforehand of the game and sample some of these fine. Depends what you think Cause of American beer. beer. It depends what you think of American beer, but some sample some of their beers before the game. I read through all this this email. I went, this is bizarre. Like, didn't see this coming at all. And then I realised towards I got to the end, they thought that we were not a Canberra Raiders podcast, another Raiders podcast. They assumed that we were a Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Oh, you should have run with that one, bro. You should have <laughs> run with that one. Although American beer is like making love in a canoe. Yeah, it's no good. Fucking close to water. <laughs> Nah, the cause the the cause beer is quite nice. So not the cause light, but the actual cause beer that comes in a particular can. It's like a silver bullet. It's almost like a Resch's. It's a good now, beer. I know beer. you're too young for this, Matthew. But back in mine and Blarco's day, there was a movie, a famous movie called Smokey and the Bandit, where they're smuggling cause beer from Texarkana, as they called it, um, yeah. all the way back to wherever the hell they were from. I know. Smoking is that what that Bandit? was about? It was. I had no idea what the film was about. No, it was Smoking pretty the much Bandit a... Two, Smoking the Bandit Three. It's a yeah, it's trilogy. Pretty much about it was no Conway Burt Reynolds and you no, know, it's no Conway. So it was, it was a Burt Reynolds and Sally Field 10 4 rubber ducky vehicle when they were the, yeah, the biggest stars in Hollywood. At they the time. were, yeah, and he called it Froggy. More news, more news. Okay, so that, that was sponsorship news. Now we're getting into the real news. Okay, right. now there's been a big, big development. We're all probably aware of it by now. It's we something are. we were waiting for, we were yeah. holding on for. I, I was very, I was very down at heel that this would in fact happen. You were concerned, you came away from the Melmaninga medal night yeah. and you were like, very oh. concerned, but we have good news. Good news is um, it's happened. It's available now. Raiders by 56 shirts. Ready. You They're out there. Them. You can order one now. They're there. Some people have already got them. T-Mac. Some, T-Mac T-Mac's already, out there. already modeling them online. It looks uh, fantastic. Yeah, so we teamed up with guys at Rugby League Merch. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got to pull down that beanie. He further. really does. He really does. Uh, we've teamed up with the guys from Rugby League Merch. Thanks to um, JB from the Green Machine Podcast for the hookup. Nice. And yeah, you can get you can grab your, your Raiders by 56 shirts from RugbyLeagueMerch.com. $29.95, available in black and lime green. And hey, maybe there's a, there's a, there's a uh, discount code they're always plugging on another podcast, maybe... Mm. Whack it in there and, and see, see, see how if you, you go. See if you get a discount. And when you talk about another podcast, you're talking about our our, our sibling podcast, the the uh, the Green Machine podcast. Of course, of course. And you actually caught up with those guys, didn't you? At, I at, did. At I did. Pack. I had. I, I went up to the Woolpack um, Hotel, and I saw, of course, none other than Danny Stewart was there holding court. I heard Danny Stewart was the man that really, you know, really excited got the listeners. He was, he was, he was holding holding court there. Yeah, there was no question. He didn't about disappoint. That. Arnie J made an appearance, but the police were after him, so he's keeping a low profile <laughs> in the corner. Near Silverwater. Yeah, he was, and he was a bit nervous about, it, a bit jumpy, and I thought he was going to shiv a few people, but in the end, he did, and he kept a low profile. But um, I did have to, you know, give him my wallet. Yeah, because he, you know, had some. He, Promised he'd pay me back, but you know. Um, but yeah, saw Solsey up there. It was very good. So the Green Machine podcast was there. Matt was there. I saw uh, Nick was there. Unfortunately, no JB, but they were well. Well, he was worried about Arnie J. Yeah, and he should have been. Yeah, he should have been. Because they've, yeah. they've got beef. They've got beef. They've got beef going back there. Um, so it was a good meet up there. Also saw, um, we saw Al Erskine was there. Um, and three time, Blake and the Porklish of the Week, uh, Wanda came with myself Fantastic. and Arnie J to the game. So it was really lovely to meet Fantastic. up Fantastic. So I did end up going up. I'm, I'm sad that I um, missed the Woolpack, but I'm not so, I wasn't so sad that I missed the game mm. after about 15 minutes in. And mm. it was, yeah, the worst ever finals defeat. We thought that one against the Storm was bad. Well, I mean, I guess that was, yeah, this one's actually worse. Yeah, but. 
But in the in in more news, in in the actual good news, Joe Tarpany, of course, has resigned until the end of twenty twenty seven. Long, long deal. Yeah, maybe one year too long. No. Possibly, no. possibly one year too long. You know, but I think that we had to do whatever it took yeah. to, to to lock him in long term. And look, I, I think it's on about eight hundred and fifty k a season, which seems you know about right. For four years, and this is what we were saying too. We were saying four years at that level, three yeah. years at a higher level, yeah. and and I think that's the thing. Now, I don't know what else has been given to him. I think we can see the captaincy in his future, if not the near future. Yeah, near future. I really depend very heavily on um, Elliot's ability to play decent minutes on the field in first grade and Toots's um, shoulder. Really, yeah. But I, I can't see after the end of next season, uh, unless someone really rises to challenge for anyone. No. Nah. I think from the 24 season onwards, if Tarpanay isn't captain, I'll be surprised. Matthew? I think he might get the captaincy earlier than that, actually. I think he um, might too. It's one of those weird things, isn't it? We've, we've all been pretty critical of Elliot Whitehead this year. He took that rest and then came back against the game, the game against the Storm and he was, it was the best game he played all year. So it's, yeah. you don't want to write him off. Um, and we're going to have to try and find someone to fill out that 13 position and maybe Whitehead with another offseason might try and step into there because we're going to miss Adam Elliott. But I don't think he has yeah, the fitness. I don't, Matt. I don't, I don't think know if he has either. But I, no. I, I, And when, I you, when you're see... at the games live, right, which he doesn't show up as much so on the TV, he's like the, the bloke that's struggling the most out in the field by... Well he, does, and he, well, he does so much defensively. He really mm. tightens that edge um, where on the other side, you've obviously got uh, Young and mm. um, Jack and... and yeah, Seb um, Chris. Seb Chris, pretty defensively solid. Well, so it's... it's I've said it for a few seasons, funny, though. Matthew. Yeah. I can see that if he wants to continue in the thing, that he can go into the front row rotation. Oh, <sighs> does he have the impact? It's, it's, it's such a tricky one. But, I, but, but back to your point, I, I do actually see Tarpany captaining the side next year um maybe not starting out that way but certainly getting more than one game as the captain and 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 so he should he not just the way that um he's gone about his business this year but also the way that he speaks mm. in that post-game presser um when he came in and then also i'm sure raiders fans have already seen some of the interviews that he's done this week and, yeah. and some of the things that he's talking about his preparation how happy he is with his family yeah you know how committed he is to the players and they obviously look up to him so he, hopefully he has a pretty big World Cup, and I guess that's one thing that we'll all look at with um yeah, it's interesting. Size is we don't want we don't want to get a Hodgson, you know, where we send no. away one of our best players and they they do their knee and we miss them for a whole season. So we're looking no. probably at Jack and Tarpany with really you know bated breath, I guess. Yeah. Semi, Semi Valame named in the Fijian squad. If yeah, I could pour the... this drink on your face right now, I would. <laughs> I really would. He would. He would. He would pour it on your face. Okay, so. The other news, of course, that we've got coming through is there's there's strong talk, strong talk that Madge Maguire yes. has been approached to come be an assistant to... I love uh, it. Which, which well, it kind of does tie in with the Tarpany thing because, you know, Tarpany in, in that sort of uh, interview where he announced his resigning, he did speak very highly of Madge, didn't he, Matthew? Well, so I, obviously I, there's, there's a strong link there. I know. I, I kind of know Madge and a couple of friends of my family are quite close to him through Eddie's and when he came through and... Um, a few years back. So I, I don't know whether I said anything on the podcast earlier in the year, but when they started talking about, um, when we started talking about assistance, I was straight up about two months ago, I was thinking about Madge and whether he would take it. And then he did an interview and he said he hadn't given up on um, full-time coaching. And I was like, oh, maybe I won't bring it up on the pod, but I, I, I think it's a great idea. And I, you know, like I, 
people will think, oh, he's a hard ass and, and Ricky is too, but he's just a Maybe Ricky wants to be the good cop. Yeah, and Madge is also a passionate person who understands the sport. He's, I, I, from what people say that they play with him, they really believe in him. And he, and he, he obviously didn't have the squad at Balmain, but uh, West Tiger story. But I mean, um, he does. Ex- well, exactly. But I, 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 I couldn't think of a better person to have step into that I, role. He's overqualified. I, and then, then obviously, we just need to get a couple of guys to maybe develop with the younger with the younger yeah. Guys. We but need I, we need a, we need someone younger in there because my concern is that like I'm I'm all for it. But if it was just him and Ricky, they're both pretty old school. Uh, and you need probably someone that's a bit younger and a bit more tactically up to speed. Because, I mean, you look at, you know, Madge won a premiership in 2014. Well, the style of football that was played in 2014 is very diff- different mm. to what works now. Well, you know, and that's that's been one of the knocks on him, that he kind of had his one thing, which was, you know, block plays and yeah, hard I, training. And that doesn't work anymore, so... Well, yeah. I, I agree with that, but our very and the younger player coming through that's got a bit more in the thing. Our Lampus Troutman has been pushing that there, there's room for, and I'm not sure if he'd do it for, for a Cam Smith to come in. I'm not sure if he can contain that ego within there, but that sort of thing. A recently retired player has got something to offer. I don't think Cam Smith's coming to the Raiders. Well, well that's the other thing. Like if you if you think about it. it we might be able to get these consultant coaches like a Michael Ennis that comes down for three days a week or whatever, but that's not really going to have the impact that we need. And if yeah, M- yeah. McGuire is going to move down there and he's, he's from Canberra and I, yeah. I don't know, I, I, I'm, I, I, I think it's a, it's a great thing. I wanted Nathan Brown maybe to step into that um, role, but not as an assistant, but more as a developmental guy. And he obviously assigned somewhere else. So now. Yeah. So we did actually bring up Nathan Brown on the podcast a few weeks ago and I told the you did. that he was wrong. Yeah. I said he was wrong saying that he was at Paramount, but you, you sort of were right because he was the one that did the internal review, the and damning, the, the damning internal, damn review. internal review. Oh, the, the shockwaves going to the, the club. The, the, the nepotism at the, at the Jersey flag level or whatever the, the hell it was. That was an absolute beat it up, really man. Hoops, Hoops is just such a gutter. He's, he's such actually, a trash he's merchant. pretty good to hang out with. I met him. I met him at the. Um, uh, he at tried the, to back out of that though. Did you see yeah, that when they tried no. to get someone on three sixty? They tried to get him to put a name to it, and he he backed out quicker than a weasel. It was nuts. Um, I met him at that. No, I met yeah, him at this, the infamous Anzac Day test at Bruce Stadium. You know that the one where um, players ended up at the Cube. Oh yeah, this, but the Maguire, oh, yeah. the Maguire <laughs> thing. You guys it. might know. It's it's nothing but rumor at the moment. I mean, how's it got out? Why has it got out? It got, out from, it got out from it got out by Brent Reed, right? And who was the one who a week ago said that it was the first person to say that the Joe Tarpany deal was done? Brent Reed. I think he's got pretty good I think he's pretty close to Ricky. A lot of those Janos are, but I think he's got he must be pretty close to Ricky. Or Don I don't know if Reed's whoever. close to Ricky. I think Reed's close to a couple of the managers, man. Yeah, oh, well, they're all close. All close those Janos are close to the managers because that's where ninety nine point nine percent of their stories come from. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. And then it's, it's moving stuff around. Look. Who's, my, Madge, who's Madge's manager? I actually don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I, I think that Canberra link, that Eddie's link is big. And, and Madge played under Ricky while Ricky briefly was captain and in the side. So there's a relationship from there. And he's certainly a hard ass. So that, that would align as well. So look, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world because we need someone who's going to come down here and actually come. I, I liked the idea of Nick Monaghan as well for the exact same reason. But he has gone somewhere else, I believe. He's gone to the Bulldogs. No, he's in talks with the Bulldogs. Monaghan would, if you had Monaghan as the third, if you had Ricky, yeah. Madge, and Monas, and I think that would be Crawley. fantastic. Crawley's obviously still there. But I'm saying, I still think we need someone who's played the game more recently. You know, like yeah, and like, and Ennis would be great. But yeah, he's not going to move down to Canberra and give up his Fox Sports stuff. You know, no, and then, and then 
you wonder also with this match thing because he obviously has such cachet with him and he's got um, a bit of media presence that you know maybe there's an offer there to take over after Ricky retires in three years. Like maybe there's a bit of a transition that they've that they've spoken yeah, about. Yeah, maybe possibly, not. But just, possibly, I thought to be honest with you, I thought the same thing when um, Andrew McFadden came was that he was obviously part of the succession plan and coming and being Ricky's assistant for a few years. And then, well, I did. And then the conspiracy theory is that Andrew McFadden announced his departure. He was leaving shortly after Ricky re-signed for a couple more years. So maybe he saw his pathway. Whether he was ever promised anything or not is another thing, but whether, you know, Brett White or or, um, Andrew McFadden didn't really see, you know. Brett White thinks, well, if I go up to the Gold Coast Titans... um, What's his name, my man? Coach up there, Holbrook. Holbrook. Oh, Justin Holbrook. Uh, I also actually saw him in that in in that Ricky Stewart um, special I watched again on Foxtel. He's playing in some of the Roosters clips when Ricky was coach there. Actually, Holbrook, but you know, he played a few games at the Roosters. But this is kind of relevant. Um, maybe if Brett White goes up to the <laughs> Titans, <laughs> kind maybe, of relevant. <laughs> maybe if Brett White goes to the Titans, he thinks there's more like more likelihood that Justin Holbrook's going to get sacked and he could get. Yeah, you shot. said you said that on the pod about three weeks ago. Um, I think, I don't know. I think obviously with with um, McFadden going to New Zealand, he's you know he coached there before. One of the big problems that they have, and we spoke about this previously, is their development pathways and how. Oh, I look at the ki- look at the look at the Kiwi squad, right? Look at the Kiwi squad for the World Cup. How many Warriors are there in there? One? Is there even one? Two? Yeah, There's but that's none. the other thing. He is the Kiwi coach. Who's the captain of the Kiwi side? Well, not Jay Tarpany currently, but it, hopefully it will be. It's gonna be. He was. Hopefully he was be. the Maori captain. Yeah. Hopefully. So we'll I mean, be. I mean, we're, I'm starting to see things where they're talking about the way they're taking the, the club forward I, I, into the future. It ties in nicely. It ties in nicely. It does. But I, I agree. And I and hopefully, hopefully, Madge, hopefully, Madge, have to do this because just to balance it out. Hopefully, um, Madge will give uh, Matt Timiko some game time in the World Cup, man. Yeah. Well, I mean. The thing is, is I do think squad? we need that yeah. younger person who does stuff, but I'll be interested to see who Madge brings as the strength and fitness trainer, and I think Madge will be bringing whoever Madge brings with him. Well, the other interesting thing is, so we lost Jeremy Hickman's, but one of the things that um, Joe Tarpany said is that one of the reasons why he did so yeah. much better this year was the change to the regime, because they're not making... Hudson the old... Oh, it was Hudson Young, Young that said it. No, it was Hudson, Hudson Young, Young that said it. it. Yeah, Hudson, Hudson Young, Young said, that said that he's, it. Yeah. He's, not, he's not good at running, and he's better at... Explosive. explosive training and and that's what they changed from because when the old co- the old um, fitness guy went, yeah they they thought that okay the game's gonna be faster we're gonna have the guys run body you know 20k runs and stuff well it's still not really the right it was a hell it's of pretty nice obvious wasn't analyzer. it that it, after that first of uh, landers ball when a couple of the sides realized it, it wasn't just about uh aerobic fitness it was more about anaerobic and the, the ability to be able to back up anaerobically so mm. to try and have mm. impact and and at the roosters are really good at it and a couple of other clubs are really good at it and, and yet we we they flogged them i remember looking at footage you would have seen it it's out towards you know western creek at stromlo and, and they, yeah, and they stromlo. Have that fake snake and yeah try and sk- it was like in the yeah. off season and seb chris won everything but they just ran him ragged and that's and where we that's started where, the year uh, we were just lethargic we just didn't have they, that punch that's where they have the kid i've been out there with eddie that's where they have the um the Kids cross country mm-hmm. that track that goes just round and strum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I know we don't want to talk about it, but we have to. We have to talk about the Eels' loss. We have to. Now, speaking as the one of the three of us who was actually there, 
and I know the shark was there, and I know Danny Stewart was there, and of course Artie J. Artie J. Artie J. was there. It's his and new of, name, Artie J. And of course the shark was there. Got there late, left early, um, but you know was there. Um, that's the important thing. Um, look, it was pretty disappointing. I thought what what upset me about it was in that first ten minutes, we were actually starting to do quite well. Our pressure was good. Mm -hmm. We were getting good field position. And then Rapa dropped that ball. People and dropped the ball. And just, from that point, he didn't everything drop it. He didn't drop it. He got punched out by Gutho and the ref didn't go up to the... No, no, you're talking about that, that no try. It's before oh, that. No try, it's, yeah. You're yeah, talking about the drop that. in the pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. drop in the pass. When they're sort of the first couple of sets, we're going set for set. And we're going, oh, yeah, we're, we're up for this. We're looking good. And then he dropped it. And then they got the ball and they scored. And then they had the momentum. And we just never wrestled no, it back. We, and it we was never got anywhere close. Insane. And every time we looked like we were going to score, we just didn't. And when Parramatta are on at that stadium like that, yeah. they're unstoppable. And, they're, and they look, I mean, they're... They're a good team to watch when, you know. Yeah. It, uh, they were it, offloading at will. They were fast. Mate, they, they had but, 15 offloads in the first half. They completed 100%. Notice, they had 80% of the possession and 70% of the territory. They do that this weekend, they win. Oh, yeah. But you that notice... Was, they, they, they were unbelievable in that first 30 minutes. That was yeah. like watching... They, they obviously... Arthur said, chance your arm. You're going to go mm. out and you're going to win this. And these guys are up for it. Go out and win it. And they... Mm. They were... Mm. They were Harlem Globetrotter and it all came off. Well, I will say something though. They scored and they did score two tries in junk time when the match was pretty much all over. But they scored yep. most of their points and then um, uh, Tom Starling came on and then the points dried up and it became more of an arm wrestle, although, you know, fairly one-sided from that point. And then they got a couple of tries. But really, um, when Zach Wolford got pulled off, I don't think he had the best game in wrapping up the opposition players and you know and doing his ruck defence, which is a pity because the week before against Melbourne, I arguably think he had his best match for the club. It wasn't yeah. just on him though, mate. Like if you think about it, that, those offloads they make. Oh, no, it, was, it wasn't just on second him, and but... third efforts, right? So you got you got our big bodies, Tarpany, Papali'i, yeah. and we had Hallsborough. We didn't have Adam Elliott defending yeah. in the middle. So the only one that's really you know really definitive laterally moving defender was Zach Wolf, but he was just gassed. And, yeah. you know, there's a, oh, yeah, like yeah. The, 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 the greenhouse and a few other people put out um, polls about man of the match and, you know, asking if it was Horsburgh, you know, and Horsburgh was good, but he was just, the reason he had so many tackles is because he was out there. Like we, we missed Adam Elliott so much in that yeah. game. And, mm. and we had three props starting. And and Zach Wolford in the middle, like it's it's it was rough. And, yeah, we need and to bring. They, in, we're we coached. We need to bring in a thirteen. We need to replace Adam Elliott. I'm still not sure who it is, but we need that faster. I know, like a Ruben Cotter or something. You know that somebody comes back I, in through I the still, still think our Trey Mooney or Adam Mariota, although Adam's a bit. They're not. Bigger. They're not. Then don't have those that you know, almost a bit of a smaller guy. You know that's got that that explosiveness. Know, Connor Watson. Fast. Victor Radley. Yeah, like, yeah but yeah. Peter, Peter Holland, mate. The Roosters are going to have yeah, three Murray. of those guys next year. Roosters are going to have Watson, Radley, and the Cheese. It's like, yeah. give us yeah. one of those guys, and we're yeah, in the top four. Seriously, Mariota. Oh, mate. Trey Mooney and, um, God, name's gone, but Peter Holler. All of those guys are impact no, players. No, but none of them, young. none of them. No, but we're not talking about impact players. I'm talking about someone that's can, like, Going to touch the ball as much as, and... as anyone that we know. Like, yeah. we were almost better off putting Jack there. And then yeah. having Schneider play six. Do you know the guy that we did miss out on and, and I reckon would be perfect for the role? And he got named. We I was gonna say Adam Mariota 
did get named in the New South Wales Cup um, Team of the Year. The guy that got named at 13 in the New South Wales Cup Team of the Year is that guy we saw playing yeah, for yeah, Hop- Jermaine Hop- Hopgood. Yep. He would be perfect. Wait till you see him playing well, for Parramatta next year, man. He's the perfect. At, at, at Kipax, he, he was. We we asked like, who's that mate? Yeah, there's Hopgood, and I like that's that was good. He was the best player. Is he? The he, bloke from, is he he's from um, Panthers. Penrith, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, and he's, he's played because Yo's got 13. Yeah. And he's going to Parramatta next year, and he was unbelievable. He was really good. Yeah, he was he a class was really above. Good. He was, yeah. and he had the energy, and he had a bit of mongrel, and he had yeah. Yep. Watch, watch out for. Him. I mean, obviously, we're not going to sign him. We can't sign him. But if there was someone you were looking to target, you know, who could come in and do that role, that'd be the guy. Well, it's interesting what you said was talking about Jack and where he's going to, right? So I've had two thoughts on this, right? Now, Javier had a dirty game at fullback, and he's just a kid, and it's going to happen. The first one went between his legs. That was unfortunate. But when the Wunga Blake ran back on the inside, he didn't get a hand on him. No, and you know what? That did concern me a little bit, that one, because um, it was almost like a Reese sort of Reese Robinson sort of effort in defence there. It's one thing, you know, we all want Xavier to be awesome. And, you know, we and some people are very critical of him and other people will be loath to criticise him at all. Mm. But, you know, we all want him to be awesome and, you know, try yeah, yeah. and try and... Um, you know, really emphasize his good points. And there's so many. I mean, he's, he's really played really well yeah. this year and the ball playing's come on, you know, which is something we wouldn't expect. But yeah, there was a lack, I saw in that effort, a lack of willingness to put his body on the line, which kind of disturbed me. And it reminded me of a Reese Robinson or someone like that, you no, know. It reminded me more of Milford because the attacks there, and you know, the attacks there and the skills there, but it's the ability to actually have the bulk to do it. You know, when... But People it's not even the bulk. It's he made like it's he's the decision small. to shirk the contact. Oh, he's not. I mean, he's, he's done that a bunch of times this year, mate. Yeah, and but and, and when you put it down to youth, and you hope that he, there's a couple of times earlier in the season, it might have been against Newcastle, where he kind of shepherds the guy over the try line rather than putting his body yeah. in front, and that's why I was always calling for CNK to start. But clearly, this kid's got more talent than probably you know half the NRL uh, squeezed in his little finger. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a real it's a real issue because fullback is such an incredibly That's difficult position. My pivot. favorite my favorite player at the moment to watch uh, and and I, I remember I wanted to say this to you guys earlier in the season about if, if I wanted Xavier Savage to watch this guy and no one but this guy to learn how to play the position. But now he's getting all the plaudits, so it's kind of it seems like you get Dylan Edwards. I'm saying it after the mark, yeah, Dylan Edwards, man. Yeah, I remember yeah. saying to you, I don't know if it was on the podcast, Blake, or whether we were chatting once, but I was in Melbourne shooting Offspring, and it was Dylan Edwards' debut game, and he yeah. was just he was unbelievable, dude. And he might have only got you know 80 meters, but he's just his heart is so big, and his yeah. effort is just it's that's who you want to model your your game on. Well, now. But- you know, people like Brad Fittler and that are saying that, but I, I, I've I've noticed it for so long, and I, I'd love for Xavier to have you know half of his go get because he's got more than that in his in his talent. Yeah. Like that trial one, was unbelievable. Yeah, it was amazing. The one thing, oh, but I mean, you know, it's like like I say, Reese Robinson scored tries like that. Matt Duffy scored tries and like and that. I, and I'd love to say right now to the Green Machine podcast, you guys put him on your man of the match. Um, bloody yeah, I... <laughs> like what do you call it like voting yeah. he wasn't even close to being one of the man of the matches lads come on please come well, on the thing is when you're looking at okay so if harvey got injured or right you need a fullback there so what options do we have and you've already talked about moving jack into 13 jack can also go back to one right he won't go back to one but he can play he the same game he he's won't. doing what but he could and he still hits like a brick you know, I, I would have other one that i'd be looking at outside him if I wasn't Jack, and I agree they're not going to move Jack. If they do, it will be a 13. It won't be a 1. Um, 
But if, and I don't think that's a bad idea because he could do that ball playing lock leak that Yo does and it could yeah. be quite effective and replace that thing. And then, of course, you bring the shoe man up into six. Now, is the shoe man dynamic? No. Does he get the job done? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He still has the kicking. He doesn't miss his tackles. And then we've got that young man at the back who debuted this year. Oh, be brilliant, mate. And I reckon you're looking at that, that uh, Schiller fella. Oh, I'd have I'd have Hoppawati over Schiller at one. Well, what I'm saying is we have options at one where they can hit and they, they can tackle. Schiller's big. He's tall, so he can get under the high ball. He's fast and he's strong. So at Rick, one, Rick he's going to be good. Ricky's not moving. Unfortunately, Ricky's not moving, Jack, out of six. You watch him in the press of this year. He, you might you kind of laugh it off. Like, it might have even been one of your questions. It Tim. was one of I, my questions, yeah. <laughs> I'd, love to, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Jack at 13, only because they touch the ball more. Like, and then, because you want closer to the ruck, it's, it's not like a – the 13 now is almost like a another half. And then and I'd yep. love to see Schneider at six and keep Savage at the back. And yeah. personally, that's the way – The I one thing I will say for Savage, though, like the one sort of – I'll give him – I've been a bit hard on him. I'll give him a bit of a break on this. Like, he did come back to this year playing with his busted shoulder. Yeah. So he didn't get much of a preseason because he was doing rehab on his busted shoulder. Yeah. So right. hopefully this year he goes into the, the preseason – you know, and he's, he the bulks kids. up a bit stronger, mm. but it's it's that decision to put your body on the line. It's it's as much mental as it is physical. Yeah, that's totally. what I reckon. Absolutely. And I think the like, and 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 I know I had a crack at the the Green Machine fellows a second ago, but I I think the kid's brilliant, and I think if we're going to win a competition, he needs to be in the side. And we haven't seen someone that dynamic playing for the Raiders since Jack Whiten came in. So. I remember watching a young Jack and I calling on my mates going, this kid's a freak. And and it's the same with Savage, what he can do. And look what he did in that game. It's just, mm. you just, and, and he's only played, you know, what, a dozen games now, maybe even 15 more. if you're lucky. Yeah, more. But, well, and and who, who who's breaking apart one of the best defences in the, in the competition in a semifinal playing less than 20 games? Not many players. But no. you just want to make sure that he's supported in the right way, that he he doesn't end up like another Terrell Sloan or, you know, these kids that show promise yeah. for half a season and then fall backwards. You know, That's and true. I, but as and, I said to my son-in-law when we got out of the car, when we arrived back in uh, Canberra early Saturday morning after that match, after a long drive, I said, and we will never speak of that match again. And so I think we should probably Move leave, on. leave the, 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 the semi-final there, but we'd probably leave uh, the last word on this one to Danny Stewart. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart. The uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <coughs> now, in regards to that uh, shit show last Friday night against the Eels, uh, some have uh, coined it the uh, boil-over of the millennium. Uh, the upset of the century, it was a uh, incredible result. I certainly didn't see it coming, but uh, shit happens. <coughs> uh, across the 80 minutes, uh, no BATV for us. Uh, nothing went our way. We couldn't uh, get a decision. Feel like we were playing against 14 out there at times. And uh, uh, 30,000 uh, screaming, uh, he'll be losing the crowd. It was a uh, it was a tough gig. <clears throat> uh, but overall, uh, playoffs week two. Uh, I guess we have to uh, feel it as a uh, successful year. And uh, what a performance from the uh, game's greatest thinker, uh, Rick Stewart. <clears throat> uh, written off by all and sundry after round eight, including a uh, bloke... Uh, uh, sitting in there uh, with the initials BB, uh, who wants to have a crack at Rick whenever he can. Well, uh, mate, get this one up, yeah. Uh, one of his greatest achievements, I believe, to uh, climb off the canvas uh, from round eight when we were second last to uh, get the boys to the uh, uh, second league of the finals. One of the greatest uh, coaching achievements in the modern era from the great game's greatest thinker. 
Uh, he's not going anywhere. He's going to be around for a uh, few years yet. <coughs> uh, now, in regards to the uh, pre-game uh, meet-up, uh, it was an honour uh, to meet some of my uh, uh, adoring fans before the game there. <coughs> um, I was a bit uh, taken aback uh, by the antics of a uh, drunken uh, Tim Gore, who, uh, let's just say, there's no other uh, way to put it, who uh, had had an absolute skinful. <coughs> uh, the bloke would uh, hardly get a word out and uh, unfortunately was asked to uh, uh, leave the establishment or out early for his uh, drunken antics. So uh, that was a bit disappointing. Uh, you'd expect a bit better of uh, someone of his uh, senior age. <coughs> uh, but it was a delight to meet uh, my other fans who were on their best behaviour. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, this year, Raiders fans. Onwards and upwards for uh, 2023 and uh, go you uh, green machine. And uh, Danny Stewart was actually at the Woolpack and uh, had a lot to say for himself. Very much holding court. Very much holding court. Um, loving. That's it. my one biggest regret of um, of that. So, like I said, once once we got pumped, I didn't regret the fact that I wasn't there. Mm. Um, it was, and you know, it was easier to be sitting on the couch and just sort of, you know, mm. than face the long drive home. And, it was a long drive home, <laughs> and all the Parramatta fans hooting and hollering. Um, no, actually, my big you know regret... They were actually, they were having fun, but they were not assholes. Yeah. They're not too bad, Parapet. No, no they, they actually... I'd be pretty gracious if I... <laughs> they were having fun and they were cheering and they were whooping, but they weren't... There was one or two words thrown at us, but really, if we'd been amongst doggies in the same shape, I guarantee you, you know, like it just was a whole different world. They were but actually... But how happy would you be fans. as a para fan right now yeah. that you get to go to a game yeah. that's got easy access on the train line and the stadium's as good as that? I mean, Jesus Christ. It was a, you know, and like... this, this is a thing too. I have not been on the bandwagon of we need a new stadium because I think there's so many things that we can spend money on in this town before that point. Oh my God, that was a good stadium. Oh, like, yeah. it was good. It was an enjoyable experience sitting there. The seats were good. The view from every seat. And we were in the El Cheapos. And the view was fantastic. The access was fantastic. Getting around on the concourse was easy. It was all undercover, so I pissed down around your cover. It was great. I'm now starting to get on a windy new stadium, yes. One thing I say, my one regret from from that, that weekend was that I missed out on having a, having a beer with Danny Stewart because, really, that's the pinnacle. Well, I can tell you he had your one for you. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, yeah most certainly. <laughs> he had a couple for me. He most certainly did. <clears throat> and, and Auntie Jay also uh, had a few red wines for you as well. And uh, Wanda sends a regards. Be Howdy. Raider Nick here. Raiders review with Blake and the Pog is the best. It's the number one Canberra Raiders podcast going around. Someone else who was there, came late, left early, of course, was the Shark. Ah, yes. You know who it is. It's Johnny. Back for the final shark attack of the year. Ah, uh, this one's a little bittersweet. It was a fun ride this year, but, you know, it came to a pretty abrupt halt in Parramatta. And I can't say that I didn't co- see it coming, but, uh, I can't say that I'm still not a little heartbroken about it. You know, around May this year, uh, you know, it looked like doom and gloom because the team was playing like absolute dog shit. But they turned it around and gave us a hell of a season. You know? We were 15th at one point. Think about that. We made it into the second week of the finals. Alright? Maybe the real Canberra Raiders premierships are the friends we made along the way. Like Arnie and Wanda, who I saw outside the stadium. That was cool. Or, uh, maybe it's the good moments. You know? You gotta think about that. Like the time I snuck, uh, like three cans of Guinness into the 
into Bruce Stadium. That was cool. Or the time I saw uh, Jordan Rapana at Moss and Woolies. He was really nice. That was good. It wasn't the time we lost to the fucking Cowboys at home. A team that looked like absolute trash last weekend. All right. I digress. So, well, now that the season's over, I guess I'm going to have to get into stuff like, I don't know, like what, what pork does, like pickling things or, you know, serial killing. And uh, I don't know what, uh, you know, I could, I guess I could learn to read. That could be helpful. You know, I'm, I'm only in my 40s. Uh, or, you know, I guess, you know, it's the summer in Australia. I could get into uh, cricket. Yeah. Cricket. Well, I've said it all season. He's an idiot. Yeah. So he's, he's an proven idiot. it now. He's proven yeah, it. he really is. So look, Perform- performance review. Like I said, his his positions. It's 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 not it's not a certainty for next season. You know, we want we want competitions for spots, and we do. Well, we might I, bring in someone else. We might bring in. You know, I've been in. I was in talks with uh, Solzy on the weekend. Right. Uh, um. You know, is he going to come on board? Well, Solzy might might come on board, you know, like there's a, there was talk of a crossover, of course, but there was too many ructions within our podcast to, you know, yeah. make that happen this year. But um, uh, yeah, though we were invited, I would, it's not, you know, there's no break between us and the Green Machine podcast. I want to make that very clear. It's just because you and Matt were fighting that week. Yeah, they still think we're idiots and we still think they're idiots, but in the nicest possible way. But um, yeah, no, uh, they were refusing to take the shark. They say it's our problem and we've got to deal with him. Oh, bummer. So that, Send that's him to Raider Nick. Well, no, Raider Nick also doesn't want anyone else, you know, stealing the limelight such as it was. Um, but uh, Benny Pollock, uh, we should announce that he will be guest hosting an episode of Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork next season. Oh, fantastic. He will. He will. Is um, he going to come to the storeroom? He will be coming to the filthiest storeroom. We better clean it up a bit. Absolutely better, not. You better take that gaffer tape that's in the background right now, keeping that light switch together over your right shoulder. Oh, no, that's not a light switch there. That's the, that's the bit that helps us breathe. <laughs> so it's going there. But look, let's get to the season review because that's really what we're doing. And, and what we want to talk about first is what's everyone's highlight of the year? Matthew? What's everyone's what? Highlight of the year. What was your highlight of the year for the Raiders? Um... I mean, I know mine without even thinking. It was the Storm final. I, I, I think that was the point where knocking the Storm out of the final, getting through in that week, um, that that was a really good feeling. It was the best I'd felt. I was filled with hope. I looked at the side and thought to myself, we're getting through to week two of the finals. All our kids are having going to get this wonderful experience and we're still alive. I really enjoyed it for the reason that it gave us hope and also because it robbed the Storm of hope. I, and I enjoyed it for both those reasons. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, meeting with Mike, yeah. Mine, if it, if it comes down to like certain moments, it's a couple of those um, last minute tries that Hudson Young scored. The James Schiller try in the corner, um, you know, the Matty Tomoko running over Cam Munster. I oh, love yeah. seeing Cam Three Munster knees. get smashed. That was but, good. But, hey, do you, but do you the highlight really is probably seven... it's probably the, the growth of the side over the season. Sorry, mate, but it's just the growth of the side over the yeah. season and watching watching Fogarty. Um, really step into a, a pretty that dominant role, knowing that we've got a good halfback going in next year. And then we just yeah. need to get a couple of 
you know, we're not questioning the heart like we were at the beginning of this year, even last no. year. That we now know yeah. he's a good player and we can he move really forward. Is. He really year. came up. And but one of my highlights that you missed when you're talking about those individual moments, Matthew, and I think you'll agree with it too, is when Sammy Valamai hit uh AJ so hard and his pants <laughs> came down in, in that Titans match. I that that's hard to go past as a highlight. Uh, another one for me is the shoe man, the show and go. The show and go for the shoe. Yeah. Just every time the shoe man. And came Steve Roach saying he's too fast. He's too <laughs> fast. Yeah. So th- those were those were, those are definitely highlights. So do we need to um uh, but um I do did have something by the Schiller's way. Schiller's try I think is 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 probably for an individual moment. I can't say the Hudson Young try against Newcastle because I was already in the car park in my car by the time. <laughs> I just no, heard that. I just the heard Schiller that try. Yeah, the Schiller try was awesome. The um, you're right. The Valamai. I'm 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 really curious where Semi's going to end up in this side. Whether he's going to end up, you know, uh, next New South Wales or... Cup. No, Semi's going to come back. He's just going to get his mindset right. Look, but I do think the moment of the year. Not the, the he needs the a big World like... Cup. He needs a big World Cup to remind us all what he can do. The win of the year is the the Storm (laughs) final because it was just so fantastic. But I think it also had the moment of the year when Tarpanay offloads that ball to Whiten, goes through, flicks it over the top, then it ends up to three knees. Three knees, buries, makes Cam Munster his bitch and scores that try. I think that's also the highlight of the year. I think we're all agreed on that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I mean, the the whole thing about the year is, you know, I, I think Parramatta result, man, was a major bummer. And I, I, while I wasn't confident that we were going to win, I didn't think we'd get smoked as badly as yeah. that. Look, but from, you look from where from where we were, and everyone said it, from where we were coming, you know, after that yeah. that game against the Warriors. And we'll get to that because yeah. I think that's the thing. But there was some talking we, about the, the Parramatta we have, loss. We, that, we have, sorry, sorry, um, Paul. We have had a couple of games like that against Parramatta, though. There's been a couple of years now where we, where I, I look back and I lament on a few of the results. And I think oh, and we should have won that or the ref with this or whatever. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah. There's been a couple of games where Parramatta have blown us off the park and they've won by 12, 14, 16, and they, they, yep. they deserve the win. And in this particular game, they did. They came out and they they beat us and they and they, they deserved did. it. And, and it's uh, I, I don't mind that. I'd rather that than thinking, oh, the forward pass or this or that. So, yeah, no, know. I agree. But, to, you know, just going back to the thing, the Parramatta game, there was something that made me a little bit annoyed. In fact, you might say, grinds my gears you know what really grinds my gears you know what grinds my gears you don't know what grinds. oh uh, lettuce um no i like lettuce I've actually republicans got... maga i don't know no, i like oh you're talking about american republicans it's in american context <laughs> yeah no they grind my gears they absolutely the monarchy american... uh king well, charles king <laughs> chuck three you mean queensland liberal politics i don't know what uh, else? no i don't I can't comment on there's no what grinds my gears is Good that not only did we lose, I like Big On Down. Um, not only did we it, we lose to Parramatta that was tough, it's that Bitchell Moses was so good. Now, after you coined the term Bitchell Moses, which I've got to tell you, Matthew, I really, really enjoyed. I enjoyed probably more than I should have. I don't think he meant to say that. He was very drunk, you know, when we recorded that last episode. Was he? Uh, but I did enjoy well, it. And I, a lot I, of people I, I've talked I to also enjoyed Bitchell hatred for fucking mind but he he was really 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 good and that annoyed the crap out of me crown mcgears because he was great there was no there was no oh you didn't deserve it we was robbed or anything we just got i can't believe they put him back on the field that was just that was insane and reckless and then and then when when it came to voting for my man of the match i voted for jack white and purely for the fact that he buried moses a couple of times i think jack white was was definitely my man of the match that was a great hit when he when he smashed him and that's one of the reasons i was talking about we got penalized because jack he's he's knocked him onto the ground and then he's gone on well as he said to the ref if I don't go on with it, he gets up and goes again. So he had the tackle wasn't complete. Yeah. He, he hit him with his shoulder. He went down. 
but he needed to jump on him to complete the tackle, and he didn't hit him. No, he didn't hit him in the head. There's, there's, they've, they've lost the, the, they've lost the plot when it comes to that in this sport at the moment. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah. the I mean, old thing that people get. Name? Kick out, got a kick out, got up and played the ball on the weekend against South Sydney. He wasn't tackled, and then Carousel did that run. That was he was not even close to being tackled. The Parramatta yeah. guys went to tackle him. It, I mean, the South Sydney guys went to tackle him. It's the sport is. I hope they try and fix it. And Ricky's been talking about it, and you know the. The way that the bunkers are getting involved, there's so many things that went wrong. And that, in that particular game on the weekend, the, the Parramatta game that we're talking about, it might have been 12 nil. And right when I went to score that try, and Gutherson knocked the ball out, mm. and Klein went uh, 22 tap, let's go. And you've got this is what I understand. You've got I get it. There's too much bunker involvement. They're trying to speed the game up, blah blah blah. And I just said there's too much bunker involvement. But if you've got a game that is sudden death millions of dollars on the line millions of people watching and it means a, a massive amount of money to a Pork's club two dollar multis every, at stake every try scoring opportunity should be checked mm. oh no totally every now, try scoring opportunity should be checked everything else fuck it move on don't okay. have the bunker but so every- talking about talking about things that were crap this season it's time to look at the low light of the season now for me the low light of the season stands out like the bollocks on a dog and that is the loss of the Warriors up at Redcliffe. I don't think, while it doesn't quite measure up to the eight, uh, capitulating um, eight-point lead against the Panthers in Bathurst all those seasons ago with 90 mm-hmm. seconds left on the clock, it w- it runs a second of the most disappointing moments. And it was definitely the highest, most disappointing um, match this year when we lost it. And you walked out of there thinking... We blew that. Oh, but that was there was things were dark like all over, and that's why you know to finish the season. Like I said, the Parramatta final game was disappointing, but overall, I finished the season feeling pretty confident about our prospects. Yeah, I know. You know we're but moving that, in the right direction. That was the low light. That, that oh. did you have another one that compares with it? No, not at all. Um, but the other low light, and it leads into that. So there is one that comes second when I was thinking about it, and I'll get to it in another segment as well. Was six minutes into first game of the season when Josh Hodgson's knee went. You know, I knew it was his last season and I actually thought with him there and I still believe if he'd been fit to the end of the season, we're a better side with him on the field. We just were in so many regards. We're a better You're side. You're sounding like someone else. Would you go so far as to say that if he stays on the field, we're a top four side? Yes. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Because Channel, in channeling that, your man, Rick. In, in channeling that Warriors your man, match, for example, there's no way in the world we'd lose it because he would have got us over the line. In the match against the Broncos, another one we blew, we don't lose it, we win it. And against the Dragons one, which, you know, at the end, we don't lose that, we win it. He would have made the difference in those. So, yeah, you give us you give us three more wins. The problem, that, the, the, the problem in that Broncos game was the frustrating thing was we were just winning the ruck so much mm-hmm. that Starling just kept on going and going and going, but we could never set anything up. Yeah, that's right. Like, we just kept on rolling no, up the field and we just like had nothing set up. And those, we're making those, like 80 metres every yeah, six. Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, so the low load, I think, is the Warriors' loss and, and and followed closely by Hodgson's knee. And I think those are the those are the low lights for me. Anyone got any other contenders? Mine's the inconsistency of the fucking bunker and the bullshit that we've had to deal with all year. Excuse oh, well, my language. No, Sorry, kids, right. if you're listening. But it goes all the way back to no, the Matthew. beginning of the season. Not you. Well, it, goes, well, it goes all the way back to the beginning of the season when when Rapana was rubbed out for three games because of the stuff in the All-Star game and then Latrell Mitchell was allowed to play. And it's gone all the way through. It's just mm. ridiculous. Oh, and, it's just, it's, the inconsistency is the only consistency. But that's yeah. always been the case with the NRL, but it's actually gotten worse 
in the uh, in the Peter Blandy's era. That they just mm-hmm. make up the rules. Oh yeah. Look, I was you thinking know, when Tal Malolo the they were talking about the the shoulder charge, and I'm thinking, so you're going to rub out Tal Malolo for a grand final, and yet Taylor uh, Taylor May is going to play, and it's like how he's the, not going to play now, isn't he? No, he's, he hasn't recovered from. You his know what? The, the latest thing is is that Tal Malolo um, doesn't want to use his his suspension for because he wants to play for Tonga and tell yep. that to the Cowboys that are going to paying him buddy million dollars a year. Yeah, Jared, uh, JWH, Jared Hargraves wants to use it playing for New Zealand, not for the Roosters. Well, so he's going to choose to use Because they're playing, also they're playing like Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. No, but even before that, even before that, right, they're playing some like warm-up games. It's mud soup. It's ridiculous. Uh, it is. It's ridiculous. Mm. But you know what else is ridiculous? Time to rip him with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans. What an enjoyable year we ended up having. Early in the season, we were anchored to the bottom four, playing very ordinary football, missing our halfback and hooker. If you remove last week's game, the only team that beat us from round seven, from our round 17 bye onwards was the Panthers. This included beating the Storm twice. As far as stats averages goes, or in-game stats averages goes, I would give us a distinction in the following categories. Tackle busts, offloads, and missed tackles. I would give us a pass mark for the following, but we still need improvement. Tries, all-run metres, kick return metres, try assists, line breaks, and handling errors. I think we can look forward to the following next season. New assistant coaches, some new ideas, some new attacking plays and the like. Young back rowers showing plenty of promise in the lower grades to get plenty of first grade time next year. New wingers to take rappers' spot in Hopawade and Schiller. Continued improvement from Goula and Horsburgh. One final point I'd like to make is we need to get more out of our hookers. Wolford gets somewhat of a leave pass as he was basically plucked from park footy and starting for us in first grade. We need a lot more out of Starling. Both our hookers need to tighten up their defence and work on their own individual weaknesses in the off-season. So it was a great season for us in my view. I hope you enjoyed listening to my segments as much as I enjoyed making them. Enjoy your summer break and go, you green machine. Well, Arnie J, I can tell you he's he's softly spoken, but he carries a large shiv. Yeah. So... Watch out. I think he's made his way somewhere around home, living in the bush and like, you know. In a shack. Yeah, in a shack, you know, like. A, in the Belangolo State Forest. Somewhere around there. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just if you pull over at Sutton Forest, just, you know, just. just Yeah. He's not big, but he's mean. So so watch, watch out for him. And thanks for your uh, contributions this year, Arnie. Um, you, he got a couple of things right. Did he? <laughs> I'm sure there was one or two. There must have been. There must have been something right there. All right. So next. What's your shock of the year, gentlemen? What actually shocked you? What happened and you thought to yourself, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming? Mitchell Moses made a grand final. Yeah, that's a bit of a shock. I thought this was going to be more Raiders-specific. No, we, we, um, the, shock of, the shock of the year for me was, and I mean, I guess it does, um, you know, I kind of can see how it came to pass, but um, Harry Rushton packing up and heading back to the UK was, was the yeah, biggest shock big of one. the year for me because we followed him closely this season. I went and watched watched him play reserve grade quite a few times and I really just saw him just going on leaps and bounds as the season went along. And, I, you know, he looked set to play that 
be someone that could come in and take over that 13 role, you know, for us. And, and he's, he's got a good pass. He's got, he seemed like he had all the attributes mm. that you want in a modern forward. And he was tough and he was skillful, you know, and he was reasonably quick and everything else. And yeah, he's, thanks he's to, you know, third. yeah. He decided and, and, to pack up and leave. But I think this it's is, this, and that is a bit of a shock, but I do, do think this guy, and I'm not sure if I mentioned to you guys, we need to be thinking about the kids we're getting down here from far north Queensland, from England, et cetera, when they're young, and thinking about how we actually bring them in. Because I know back in the day we had the Taj up behind Seaford Oval, we lobbed them in there, and there was, you know, this lady who looked after them and stuff. But they were basically down there on their own, and whether they made it or not was due to their own stuff. Yeah. I think we need those models like when Wayne Bennett took Ben Eichen into his house, you know, that sort of thing where you have people and they don't have to be in the team, but families who take them in. Yeah. So those you offer kids, Borg Mansion. Well, well they, they used to take, do that. They used to, they used to yeah, do, do that it. back in the eighties, man. Yeah. They, they used to, place, they used to, they used yeah. to advertise build a radar. Well, and, but I think, but it needs to be specified to get, make sure it's the right people. Oh, I know. And this is the thing about you say about Harry Rushton, like he's buddy, in an apartment in Bruce by himself or where hypothetically or Braddon or wherever he was. Yeah. Sucking Buddy's soup through a straw with a wired jaw. Yeah. It's not going to be my whole lot of fun on his no. own. Whereas if he's got, you know, a, a kindly older couple, whose parents have, uh, whose kids have moved out, who love the Raiders and are embedded with the club, who are actually going to look after him in those moments What's and make it easier. You just really Is sold yourself happened? for this role. You know, Is that like, what happened? Did he end up beat up on his own in an apartment? Well, Basically, you have to assume. I mean, he's got his jaw absolutely smashed, and then he's bloody, yeah. You know, so, but it, look, he was just a kid. That was the thing. Yeah. Was he nineteen? These are years things old? we're going to ask Benny Pollock when he comes on next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Benny, Benny's going to find out all about it. My biggest this. shock would be um, uh, when Elliot signed for Newcastle. Mm. Yeah, I, I really thought he was going to stay. He seemed like he was happy, and sadly, he's actually seemed like he's only gotten happier since. And and well, he was very was... sad. He was very sad. Apparently, Dude, at, the wasn't the, he? at the end of the game against Parramatta, he was in, in yeah, tears. He was. He's been good for the club, and the club's been good for him. So, and you know, the other thing is too is like, so we got him for two hundred and fifty grand a year, um, and now he's signed onto the Knights for reportedly about four hundred, four fifty. That seems pretty cheap, man. That oh, really? seems like, like they've got themselves a pretty... and yeah. blink of an eye. Yeah. I'd, I'd be giving him five hundred without even thinking about yeah. it twice. It seems like right they're now. getting a pretty good deal. Yeah, well, I mean, my, whether he's getting a good deal, I don't know. But you know, it's 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 you know, he's he's my biggest shock of the year when when it actually comes down to it is Joe Tarpano resigning. I was virtually certain he was gone. I'd gone from being confident we were going to get him, and it started dropping, and it started dropping. I saw and heard a few things, and I thought, oh no! And it reminded me a little bit of the Ben Kennedy exit. And I suddenly thought, the oh, Ben God, Kennedy exit God. though was was there was that whole buddy um, PJ O'Reilly's incident. No, 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 no. There was more. There, there was more behind that. The, the whole thing was when the Ben Kennedy exit starts with the Clyde and Stewart getting cut by Kevin Neal and yeah. Bob Finch. What then raised there was after the that? PJ there, there, um, there, there, there was issues, but in regards to that, but that's never stopped them in the past. What happened was a lot of the players really wanted Stewart and Clyde to play another season. They really wanted them there. Part of the reason they'd come to the club or wanted to be at the club was those guys, and they knew they were injured. But they basically set forward an emissary to go see um, Neil and Finch and say, listen, you know, can you give them just one more year just going out the back so we can farewell them properly into this? And uh, basically that emissary was told, uh, no, that's what's happened. If you don't like it, you can fucking join them. 
was the message. And uh, that person who was told uh, saw it as contract and left. And Ben Kennedy saw it as contract and left. Leslie Vanicolo saw it as contract and left. Brett Mullins saw it as contract and left. David Ferner. David Ferner was that emissary. Yeah, yeah. That was the person who went two, in. Th- at the end of 2000, didn't we? Yeah, everyone he, left. He Laurie Daly finished he, up. and He was seen as that. Well, Laurie Daly was done. But I know. Ferner was seen as the person who was going to take over the captaincy and take it forward. And all of a sudden he left. And he went for something else. And it really was that, okay, then, and I'm off. And so that that was the story there. But I, I started seeing the words that were coming out and the motions reminding me of what we saw with Ben Kennedy and suddenly thinking, no, he's not going to stay. And I thought, so the shock when it came through that, Tarpanay was going to stay. Well, it was great relief in it, but it was my shock. You know, on a bit of a Ben Kennedy, just just segue tangent here. I actually did a bit of research um, a couple of weeks ago because I thought, I wonder if a forward for the Canberra Raiders has ever scored as many tries as Hudson Young has scored in this season. Mm. And this only ever happened once before and it was Ben Kennedy in the Super League year. No, that's not true. What are you going to say? I'm going to go to 1994 and push it. Um, Jason Croker's try count, which was only yeah, He's playing on the wing, man. He was playing on the wing in 1994. He's a forward. He's not a forward. You can't say he's a forward like now. because Sorry, sorry, sorry. Stop. Jason Croker was playing on the wing in 1994. Yes, he was. So he didn't have any stage during that season, have the 12 or 13 on his back? Not that I recall. He was basically playing on the wing, wasn't he? Not, not in the grand final where he did that stepping. Well, when did he, when did he, and, when he and, came and, into the and side? Dave Burner. Did the jinky run and put him through? When he came into the side, when he came into the side, he was a winger. Yeah, but on that season, he played twelve and thirteen all season. Did he? He had eleven, twelve, and thirteen. I'm going to research this. I don't. He absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to research. I'm sorry. The click of a pen or the click of a mouse right now. It's a click of the mouse, man. It's click of the mouse. Here is the. Stop clicking the pen, man. Stop clicking. No. If you can do all sorts of intros that just bag the crap out of me all the time at your own behest and stuff like this, I can click the freaking pen. People love those intros, man. People love those. And people love that you get annoyed because I click the pen. No, no one is listening to this podcast right now in their headphones with the sound of you clicking a pen and thinking it's good, okay? No, No everyone everyone is thinking, (laughs) they're listening to you getting annoyed and thinking it's about time that smarmy git got got what he bloody deserved. That's what they're thinking. Fair play, man. Good luck with the edit on this one, you two. Yeah. Not well, that's the only bit of editing. I'm going to give you points on that. No, nah, you got to leave that one in. We'll have to take the X rating this week just because that was funny. Um, I'll tell you it's what was the shock of the year was that this year, Lord Funkington actually was quite entertaining. Hello, everyone. Lord Funkington here. Our last time together for this season, season 2022. 14 wins, 10 losses. Could have been much worse. We had a horrible start to the year. I read some idiot in the Raw called AJ Mithen who said that he had the Raiders in the bottom four. I don't know about that. What a clown. Uh, anyway, a lot of good memories. Joe Tarpany, Joe Tarpany re-signing. That's a great memory. Joe Tarpany's form, that was great. Josh Papali'i towards the end of the year. Jamal Fogarty when he finally got it together when he came back from injury. The young fellas, Seb, Chris, Brad, Schneider, Schiller, Frawley. <laughs> <laughs> the evergreen. Oh dear. Timoko, Matt Timoko, my favourite player of the year this year. And I can't choose a front row because I'm biased towards front rowers. I'm going to say Matt Timoko, my favourite player. Best try of the year, James Sheeler in Melbourne. That was incredible. Best win of the year, the final in Melbourne. Uh, and the comeback against the Titans because without that comeback against the lowly Titans, we don't have that final in Melbourne. Uh, my favourite part of the year was just the way they turned it around and came back after such a bludger of a start. 
ending up in the finals was a pleasant surprise the way we started the year and the way we were kind of halfway through the year. But we're still probably a rung below those teams like Parramatta and Penrith. Uh, Penrith dusted us pretty easily twice. And uh, if we're going to have a decent rivalry with them, we need to get a lot better to be able to smack them up good. Uh, I've had a fantastic year this year following the Raiders. Had a fantastic year on Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, with Hollywood Matt Lenevez. I've had a brilliant time meeting people back at the games. Uh, it's been great to get back to games. I've had a fantastic time. I hope you've all had a fantastic time too. There's only good signs for the Green Machine coming ahead, folks. And with the talent coming through, the young fellas coming through, Croker coming back from injury, a lot of different people coming through. Tarpany signed. I'm getting too excited. The season's over. Relax. Relax, Bunkington. Being an idiot, making a fool of yourself. A great year. We got what we needed out of it. Let's get this team ready to go next year, ready to go and dominate their competition to the tune of 56 points. Raiders by 56. I love you all. Have a great off-season, everyone. Entertaining, but also an idiot. So, you know, but, you know, he is one of ours. He had to give his uh, apologies for not being there at the Woolpack as well. But, um, you know, he wasn't able to break away from where he was in order to get up there. But, you know, the season... Yeah, season review. Um, we may be seeing him again next year. We don't know. We will definitely be seeing Arnie J because if not, he's going to shiv us. So there we go. Okay, so the next thing is, um, and I think Blarke now will see his biggest disappointment of this season, completely getting the Jason Croker call not being a forward in 1994, correct? Um, well, he started round one in 1994 on the wing. Did he now? Okay, yeah. well, you best keep going. How about you just click on his name? He's in the Rugby League Project, people. Great resource. Just click on his name and say view when you get there and it'll break down all the positions he played. Just straight off. You can do that. There you go. It's very, very easy. Now, that takes you into his record. You go into the side. Oh, this is what okay. happens when you get two autistic Canberra Raiders fans in the same room. I'm not <laughs> autistic. I'm ADHD. Thank you. It's a completely different thing. Um, so, well, did, okay. Love on the Spectrum he, Series 4. He started. He had... Four games on the wing. Then he had four games at 5'8". And a lot of lock. And then a lot of 5'8". A lot of second row. Oh, look at that. Look at all the second row in there. Yeah, but he... Okay. And look up look up above. Go, go. The lock, lock, lock. Go back to 1993. Here we go. Oh, look at all those locks. No, that's 1993. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He was a forward. He's, he's played like the majority oh, of look. 1994 on either the wing or at 5'8". He's a forward. That's the thing. He's a freaking forward. Anyway, that's the thing. I'm just saying to you, his 1994 season scored more tries and he was a forward. Do you know what position Ruben Wickie debuted at for the Raiders? A centre. No wing. Did he? You're a centre. Um, okay, so our biggest disappointment of the season, people. Apart you. From getting, apart the last from three getting, minutes yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, <laughs> apart from getting knocked out by the eels and no longer being in the game and adam elliott leaving which i think is pretty disappointing um and the warriors game the broncos game and the dragons games that we lost i would say for me the hodgson knee and cnk leaving are my biggest disappointments cnk was always getting it man i know cnk was always getting disappointed about it what was your disappointment of the year anyway blarko apart from having to sit in a storeroom with me um, it's it's kind of like the shock, the disappointment. They all kind of blend in, don't they? I mean, I'm still disappointed about the game against... Yeah, it's the same things I've already said. Mm-hmm. I'm, low lights, disappointment, shocks, they're all kind of the same. They really are. Anything they you blend want to add there, Matthew? 
apart from the last three or four minutes of this podcast? No, it's the fact that I waste about an hour and a half of my life every week talking to you, <laughs> dribbles. But um, we no, never we said could, we weren't dribblers. We could look at you know you can go back and look at some of the results and think oh that was disappointing on this, but we ended up kind of finishing where we probably deserved to. I think we had a side that you know. I agree with Ricky. It was a top four squad. Um, I looked at the top. I didn't four. think we. I didn't think we were top four. And even I mean, you look at yeah, a couple of wins in there, and we almost yeah, but I, we almost get there. But if if we were really a top four team, would we have gotten smoked as badly as we did in that that semi against Para? I think you know? a lot of teams that get smoked at Bank West against that side trying to play that type of football in that first twenty minutes, and it comes off. They decided to do. They tried everything. They, they they were offloading without even looking, man. Like that yeah. was, they decided this was our this is our home semi because it was the last game that they were playing at home. Yeah, I think we finished top six, and I think that was about right in the end. To be honest with you, yeah, no, I agree with that. But I also, yeah, I also think they came up against a side that was making a, a far more major adjustment than a lot of people realised without Emelia coming out, and 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 it didn't stick as well as it should have, and it's because it's one of those adjustments, and it's disappointing. But that's yeah, probably the disappointment now. We got a listener of the week. Blood. We do. So, young Ruben Rosello got in touch. Uh, he sent us a DM on Instagram, Blake yeah. of the Pork. Now on Instagram, yeah. We don't have that many followers. No, we don't. So jump on there, boost those it's numbers. For the kids, and we're all grizzled people on this particular. Yeah, podcast, well, the green the greenhouse is on TikTok, so you know anything's possible. Yeah, talking really? about grizzled people on young people's platforms. Um, but Ruben Rosello, he said he sent me a DM and he said could you give us a shout out on the episode? And you know what, Ruben, I'm going to go one step further. I'm not only going to give you a shout out, I'm going to make you a listener of the week. Listener of the week. The episode 102, 102 yeah. the final episode for 2022. You get the listener of the Speaking week. of listeners and listener feedback, we also got a pretty lengthy um, DM from an, one of the original listeners, mm. an OG you could refer to them as Tim. Original gangster is what yeah, that well, sounds you, where I've been informed. Yeah, you looked very confused when I said OG. Before. I really he said, was. I he didn't know what it meant. Him, no. And he actually did, Matthew, he's he's done a whole bit. You're down with the kids, aren't you, Blarko? More so than you. He's done He's done a whole whole review um, of the podcast. Interestingly enough, though, a number, we haven't mentioned this yet before, a number of people that met you at the Woolpack Hotel said they were shocked because you were, weren't as old Fat or bald as they were expecting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big shout out to you, Al Erskine. That was very nice. And I should say too, we're in the Woolpack. I got I got recognised. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the lads trying to get in the Woolpack, a big flag. There was four of them there, and they they'd been on it. And they were looking like they're having a good time. And, running uh, away from something. With I, like I was a weird leaving. Run. That's what they recognise. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you can print that on a pineapple and shove it up your ass, Neves. Um, and they came over, and the the, the bloke said, because I was standing there waiting for a second, and he said, "Oh, you're not who I think you are." And I went, "Who do you think I am?" And he said, "Are you the pork?" <laughs> And go. my son-in-law witnessed this, all right? This was actually witnessed, right? So I am officially now a minor local identity. There you go. There you go. I thought he was going to say Phil Dutton, but no, he said the pork, so that's good. And I would have said, yes, I am Phil Dutton. <laughs> oh, mate, no, that's good. You guys have, like, and, and sorry to crack a joke just there, but you guys have been doing this show now for 102 episodes, and and it's to your credit. You got, you got not just... um. A lot of good contributors like the shark and Arnie and and you know fans like myself that have jumped on, but you know there's a, there's a loyal fan base and and they they tune in to listen to 
you know, some humor and some Raiders knowledge and, and also have a laugh with some of their, their best mates, even though they, their best mates might be on the audio platform. So if this Good is mind. to be the last episode of the season, I also want to say it is. It is. It is. It's 100% is the last one. <clears throat> Uh, so anyway, we're getting back to, to Troy Wade, the AG's um, he did oh, yes, review. Feedback. Yeah, okay, okay, so this year's podcast player rankings. Danny Stewart, the Joe Tarpany of the podcast. 10 out of Jesus. 10. Kev, the random drunk dude at the end of the podcast, <laughs> who may be making an appearance. Keep on listening past the end music, because I think Kev could be making an appearance for the end of the year. I have no idea what he was on about. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Matthew, Hollywood Heather Locklear. Provides great passion and balance between Blake and the Fork. Needs to work on his mic technique for 2023. <laughs> Eight out of 10. The Shark. The best tangents and rambles of any sports podcast. Seven out of 10. Now, if you're surely, the best if tangents. The, <laughs> surely if it's the best tangents and rambles, it's worth more than seven out of 10. Oh, yeah, no, these are all good scores. I mean, you know. Auntie. Slash Arnie J. Yeah, There's a bit of confusion out Auntie there. J, yeah. there a lot of people think it's, it's it's actually Arnie J, but I'm I'm thinking we change it to Arnie J, like yeah, Arnie Jack. You can change it yourself, but he'll ship you. The stat man providing the only factual based info of the podcast. Well, Correct. that is <laughs> that is, that is bang on. Yes, everything else is just rumors, rumors unreliable memories, uh, rubbish. Yeah. Uh, informing the sports best sports bet fans of the podcast. 8.5 out of 10. Oh, goodness gracious me. He must know where he lives. <laughs> Lord Funkington. Mm. Who? <laughs> 7 out of 10. Oh, and here, here's, here's a glowing one. Blake, the non-biased glue to the show, who also peddles beanies as a side hustle. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Almost as good as Danny Stewart. I'll take that. Yeah. And then finally, the pork. A solid year by the man who is sponsored by Ricky Stewart's undies. Eight out of ten. Another stellar year for Raiders Review, Review with Blake and the Pork. Keep up the good work, fellas. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Yeah, thank all you, the way. Troy. Now, we do have, in fact, reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. Obviously, the number one reason to be cheerful is Tarpanate re-signed. Yeah. And he's the player that I really think, you know, you can build moving forward. He's the marquee. Yeah, he's the guy that you can build a team around. You can build a team around him. And he's signed until 2027. There's no one else signed that far. The the other first players are signed to like 2025. Who's um, Hudson Young and Savage Savage? And no, Hudson Young's I think 2024. Savage. Savage uh, 2025. Yeah, because he just resigned at 2025. Matt Timoko just resigned at 2025. Yeah, and Corey Hadawira 2025 and then i think papa's got an op- there's a few with options options horsburgh right. and, and papa i think have got options for 2025 i i think i think horsburgh has this season proved but we've pretty much got no one coming off now tarpany's re-signed we've pretty much got no one of note coming off contract at the, the end one of that season. we need to get us the pen to paper and i know they're working on it now is trevelyan because it's acknowledged that at the moment he's the best hooker at the club. We need to get him on the field. But he had a he had a yeah absolutely a rough terrible year. But when he's on the field, the kid is good. Yeah, he's really good, and he's a good kid too. And I want to see him play. I want to see what he can be. I that's what I want. I want, you know, we need to find ourselves a lock option, and we need to find hooker options. Those are the things we I think we need more than anything else. I think we've got most other things coming through. The back line has. We need another. We need another back rower. We need another back rower. If there were two things I'd look to sign, is lock is number one, yeah, and the second one is another back rower. But one of the things, and I want to prepare you all for this because 
you're going to have to. I mean, everyone's been prepared fairly at Whiteheads, you know, coming towards the end. We know that. We know that everyone's prepared for Jared Croker coming towards the end. We know that. Everyone except maybe Jared. I think he'll come back and play next year. Um, and I think he'll do New well. New South Wales Cup. He'll be playing first grade, mate. That's how it. does he get in ahead of? How does he get in ahead of our current centres? Based on the seasons about. they had this year. Are you just going to sit here and rag on our captain? No, I'm not ringing. One I love Jared Croker, but I'm just saying that ever played for our club. I'm not doubting that at all. But I'm just saying at the moment, I don't see how he gets unless one of those guys gets injured, which is probably what it'll come down to. You he let doesn't Jared get... let his form do the talking. He'll do it. But one of the things, this is my point. You're going to have to come to terms with is that Rafa. It's any moment now, and you've got to face it. I know that I got made to look like an idiot and I got asked clean of the year last year for saying that I didn't think she'd been first grade side and then he went off and won the Meninga medal deservedly. <laughs> but deservedly won the Meninga medal or you deservedly got asked clean or both? both. I'll, I'll take Absolutely both, both of them. Yeah. And of course, historically, we got that wonderful shout out for Brett Finch for me getting asked clown of the year, which now is really <laughs> holding a lot of water. I think we can agree. Um, but we do, in fact, after those reasons to be cheerful, I think that the form at the end of the season and in general, the up, but getting the idea of the new assistant coaches coming through, there's a feeling of renewal. There's a feeling of going forward. And I think we that's... found, we found a way to attack as well. I think, you know, as the season went on, yep. we found a way to get points and we found a way to attack, which at, you know, the times early in the year, yeah. we looked we were absolutely struggling. clueless. Yeah. And I think, and, and Matt raised earlier, um, but Jamal Fogarty, by the end of the season, he was running the side and yeah. it was clear and it gave us... And I mean, everyone got flogged in the Parramatta match. It was not his fault by any stretch of the imagination. No, nah, man, but his, his kicking game, the amount of kicks he can put on the one-yard line yep. or whatever. and He was great. We we're, were a different side and by the end of the year and we were winning most of our games and you'd have to think moving into next year might be similar. And Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we do need to find maybe a, another middle and edge back rower and, and then hopefully tie up the hooking position. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, if you look back at the beginning of the year, I, I had some pretty big doubts personally on Horsborough and now he's, a, he's a 100%, uh, you know, 100, 150 game first grader. So that's a, that's a fantastic thing to get out of this season. And the way the Gawler finished the year was also pretty impressive. Yeah. So, you know, if you think about Gula, Horsborough, Fogarty, Savage. There's a lot of upside. Chris, there's so much upside Timico. going into next year. Timico. Timico. These guys Green that are now getting in, going to get into 50 games, you know, 50 to 70 games. It's, it's, we're probably, probably more confident going forward into next year than we were going into this year. So that's, that's, it's certainly a reason to be cheerful. That's true. But, and uh, just rounding out this, this last episode, it's very important that we get to the big, the big awards for this season, the, the massive awards that we've got for the season. Of course, the one, of the two that everyone's been waiting for is Ask Clown of the Year! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there has been some magnificent people coming forward. I mean, I, of course, have many opinions who the Ask Clown of the Year is. I, Graham Annesley, he never disappoints, does he? He never disappoints. No. Matthew, you must have had a few people that, uh, that, that came out. I mean, we think there's a clear winner. We think there's a clear winner. But you know, there's some there's some reputable mentions there. But uh, you know, Graham Annesley for mine is a very big the bunker in general. Trainers on the field. Trainers on the field again. Mm -hmm. Great. They've really come to the fore in the last sort of week of football. And like, why are they there? But yeah, what are they doing? That's true. Get them off. Get them off. It's like the biggest, richest sports in the world, right? Uh, the NFL, the NBA, tennis, uh, the PGA competition, and soccer or football, as you need to do it. You can pick which one's the richest or whatever. 
Not one of those allows a trainer to come on the field at their own behest. They're allowed only on when the referee allows them on yeah. at the blow of a whistle. And that's what they do because they're smart. That's it. That's full step. Anyone who's letting them on is an Ask Clan. But that's not our Ask Clan of the Year. Blake, I'm going to give you the drum roll. Well, I thought Matt was going to say his one. Did you say yours, Matt? Mine's going to be yours, Matt. Okay. It is. Here's the it drum is. Roll. The man of feathers himself. The big cheese, Peter Volandis, uh, the autocrat that runs the game like it's his own plaything. He's looking and, more and, and more like a mad emperor. And he's, he does, and he just changes the rules and things as he sees fit and, you know, doing what he thinks best for the fans, you know, yep. changing suspension, changing rules. It's just every, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And and I think we sort of touched upon it a week ago or so. Um, the other people that are on on the board, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's they it's, get an honourable mention. Yeah, as, because as they're cronies. just allowing him to yeah. to operate like this, yeah. like some sort of mad dictator, you a know. mad king. It's it's a disaster. They're it's either a rubber stamping it and letting it go and having a good old laugh, or alternatively, they're not paying any attention. Which yeah. one is it? Are you are you doing your job, or by actually supporting this crap? Or you're just not even paying any attention. Yeah. I you mean, we'd never, it? we'd never think to say it, but you know, bring back Peter Beatty. Well, he's on there. I know, <laughs> he's, yeah, I know he's still on there. <laughs> he's still on that panel. <laughs> I know he's still on there. But no, we'll just slowly, we'll slowly watch the game that we love, and we still love it. But we'll slowly watch it turn towards something which doesn't necessarily, you know, represent anything that it was 15 years ago. And and those these little slight rule changes have have eaten away at it and and then you know you've got this huge media machine trying to sell us tell us that you know the ice cream till still tastes like the same way the, the big mac's still as big as it used to be the paddle pops still the same size which is bullshit they have got smaller and then they? on top of that every time we're looking at the paddle pop and it's getting smaller and smaller mm. it's just a constant barrage of fucking greyhound commercials or yeah, like yeah. betting ads it's just the, the games but you know speaking like, speaking of betting i don't as you know listeners of the show would know i don't regularly gamble mm -hmm. but i do have a blakestradamus i'm doing my best to get bingo for people uh, i do have a blakestradamus for you this week sean lane for clive churchill medal that's my tip well, I'm, I'm going to go for the Dally M, which will be out after we've actually done the show because that's actually on tonight. Um, I will be very... I, my hot tip is that Dylan Edwards won't win it because he's going to have too many votes taken yeah. away from him and his teammates. I, I strongly think our Benny Hunt, Benny Hunt's yeah. going to bring it, bring it home. From there, that's my Borgstradamus. What's your Mastradamus? Yeah, Hunt will win Dally M. Dylan Edwards will win... Um... Clive Churchill and Isaac Tago score the first try with a block play behind Isaiah Yo um, from Cleary to Luai to Tungo to score the first try. I've, I've, that's not a bad. That's not. That's a well thought out. It really is. Tip, Matt. I've got Isaiah Yo to win the Clive Churchill. I actually told all my friends because, like I said, I don't gamble, right? But I told my friends last year, who are all degenerate gamblers, to all put money on Isaiah Yo for the Clive Churchill last year. And he was totally robbed of it. Mm. He was clearly the person that deserved to win it. And they gave it to Cleary, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, he was robbed. They might do the same this year. But the reason why I've got Tungo scoring the first try is it's it's the play that they used against Parramatta yeah. in their last game. Yeah. And it's also the play that New South Wales used. Um, and Jack Whiten scored in the first game for New South Wales this year. I agree uh, with the play. I believe it will end with Toto and he will score the first try. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with the play, point, but yeah. I think it's tight. I wouldn't be surprised if Isaiah Yo gets the um, Clive Churchill of Parramatta win 
just because he didn't get it last year. You know, I mean, oh, a bit you're, of a square about, up. you're talking about like Rusty getting the um, the Academy, Academy Award for Gladiator when he didn't get it for the insider the year before when he was clearly should have been the winner the year before. Um, so they gave it to him for something where it wasn't his best performance. Oh, there's heaps of those ones in the the Dustin Hoffman. I can't remember when he oh, winning when Academy Award. Bloody for. Kate Blanchett didn't get it for Elizabeth. It made a mockery of the whole bloody thing. They gave it to what's her name? There's no credibility in the Oscars, Matthew. No, there's Hollywood no. is built. Oh, you may not realize this there. It, it's just built on a on a collapsing yeah. house of cards there's of no lies. Ethics. There's no ethics. I don't even know why you involve yourself with it, Matthew. Um, I'm looking at it right now in the distance, and all I can see is it's built on top of a bunch of broken dreams. It is, yeah, it is. It is. Now the other thing is, we've been running all season the competition. Place your pork. Show your ass. For the Raiders review with Blake and the Port. and 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 frankly, um, I've been a bit disappointed by the efforts. Underwhelmed. Yeah. There's been a few people that put in a good effort this season. Shout out to you, Veronica. Veronica did well. Um, there was another one that came. I, look, T Mac is constantly trying. He is constantly trying. I mean, he gets no traction with what he tries, but he's constantly trying. So you've got to give him. Someone did an awesome job up at Suncorp Stadium, and they got the ass clown Benny on Mal Meninga. Um, Alfie oh, Langer. the old um, Blake patting himself on the back. <laughs> it always is. It always comes down to this. But look. Nine out of ten, Matthew. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. And then look, look. I've got a new segment where someone gives me a nine out of ten. Let me read out this all as a setup. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but before we get to the last one, which is who's got a lift, obviously, because we haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately we don't think anything has hit the bar to get the seven inch of the Raider song, right? No one's quite hit that, but we think someone actually went out there and did consistent efforts across the season, uh, constantly asked clown, constantly had photos going out, constant efforts. And that of course- Made a Raiders by 56 banner. Yeah, that's right. Was out there all the time. I only missed games because of COVID. Yeah. Um, was at the Parramatta flogging. You know, she 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 treats her colours, and of course, the winner this year, winning the Audio Technica turntable, winning the Jalapenos, the Honey, the John Sharkey LP, shoot out the cameras, winning the John Sharkey T-shirt, um, and the Landspeed Ra- Records voucher is of course Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe. Glover. Yes, and I fortunately Woo! know where she lives, so I'll actually be able to deliver it to her. On you, Phoebe. So well done to you. Good and, on you, Phoebe. Speaking uh, of the Landspeed Record vouchers. Um, Landspeed Records has decided on the back of Joe Tarpany re-signing and mm-hmm. the fact he's never going to come and uh, pick up the vouchers. Mm-hmm. We're going to donate the value to the Ricky Stewart Foundation. Excellent. And I will, uh, and by the way, if you need any records, LPs flattened, come They're see walked. me. Come, yeah, come to come Landspeed see. Records. But we'll make a donation to the Ricky Stewart Foundation. And unlike the pork, mm-hmm. who says he's going to do these things but never provides any evidence, I will post... The receipt. I'll, I'll post a picture of the thing I, so you I, know it I actually did the, I, it actually did happen. I did the donation. I absolutely did the donation. Where's the evidence? I did on the blade. I'll find it. I absolutely did the donation. I know other people did as well. So I can't believe you. Once would... again, ladies and gentlemen, let's move past this little quarrel between two lovers. Oh, Matthew, he's and just on an to idiot. who's got a lift. Who's got a lift? Who? Well. I, I think it's Peter Volandis. Well, actually, are we talking about again? Is this specifically a Raiders context? Well, or? in the in the Peter Volandis can't. Peter Volandis has got to go. Okay, because the ARLC board has got to lift and get rid of him. So that's that's the first thing we've got to lift. The second thing, when we're coming to the Raiders and we've got to lift, um, it's the kids in the back line. They've got to take that next step up to sh- give 
you know, the promise that we've seen really take it to the next level. That's yeah, Savage's got to just just work on that the defensive side of his game. You know, and the he's attacking, got to, he's got to he's got to rise that as well to to come where the he attacking's is, looking pretty good, man. He's got to work on the defensive because he's, he's he's like I mean, you think of the things he's done well. Ball playing's great. He's obviously got the speed. His support's been good, and he's been a lot safer under the high ball. It's learning the game, man. Yeah. It's not easy. It's the hardest position. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I know we're all critical of him earlier, but it, it really is the hardest position on the field. Mine is Harley Smith Shields' knees. Yeah, and his. We've got to lift him right because there. they did. They let him down this year. So come on, I got to come tell on, you, Harley Smith Shields' knees. This is the thing, right? Having hung around the club as long as I had, like a bad smell, and they can't get rid of me. They've realised that now. You see a lot of players come. They finally, go. they find that was a highlight of the year for me, which I forgot to mention. The pork. Finally, got an invite to the Melbourne Medal. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was how good. was it? How was it? The DJ yeah. <laughs> next to the toilet. How was? How was you? How was your seat? It yep. was good. It was good. I wasn't up the back. I was. Yeah, it was fine. How was, was Victor? Good. He was great. Yeah. He was great. He told me to tell you to go and get stuffed, <laughs> and that he's a Raiders life member, and he never sits anywhere but the prime seats because of that. There's now eleven of the damn things, and you, of course, wouldn't have known that, would you? It's like you didn't know. Jason Craig were played in the bloody forward pack in 1994. It's like on occasion he did. He was he was a, he was a utility. He was you a utility in 1994. He was a utility. You know, you'll go and give us. I'm talking about the most tries like scored that. by someone who played exclusively in the forwards throughout mm. the whole year. Right, is Ben Kennedy in 1997? Mm-hmm. Was that the Super League year 1997? Or was it was. It? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's supposed it was. It and was. probably some of those were scored in those crap games against those English teams oh, where they goodness. demolished them. So Where'd Hudson Young's realistically. Getting back to Harley, I've seen a lot of these players and you can see from a young age, the ones that are going to be leaders and the ones who really take it seriously and evolve in something and take it seriously. You could see it on young Jared Croker's face from the moment he came through. He was a different breed even then. He, even with the, buddy, the terrible with hair. the dreadful hair, he was a good kid. <laughs> that was the worst hair I've ever seen. From the moment he yeah, it was bad. Do you I've reckon, do you know who his hair... back then though. You know who's, nah, it was pretty bad, man. Do you know who his hairdresser was? I reckon he used to go to Goulburn to get his hair done by um, Todd Carney's sister because she was a hairdresser in Goulburn. Maybe, maybe. It had that vibe. You could see when he came through that he was just a good egg from the moment he landed. Sammy Williams, you can see they're good eggs, but they're not just that. They're going to be Matt leaders. the Shoeman Frawley. You could see. Good egg. Good egg. Harley Smith Shield is a good egg. He takes it seriously, trains the house down. He hangs around with the right people at the club and he's got his eye on it. I will not at all be surprised, injuries allowing, that that kid's going to captain the club. He is a special, Local boy too, which is good. He's a good, good it's always nice to have. It's always nice to have a couple of, he's of the uh, right Canberra guy. locals in the team. Yeah, he, and so I agree with you, um, Matthew. If, if the injury fairy could just give him a break and let him get a clear season, we're going to start seeing something special. Oh, dude, if you talk to anyone... I thought you were going to donate a meniscus. Well, the guys are coming through. Like they all take about say about he he was the one, and then if you talk, if you listen to Tomoko, um, they they all say that Harley had uh, the first centre position lockdown this year. He did. So, like Seb Chris did last year. So, you know, I'd love to see that get, kid get a break. Um, so, talking about getting a break, you need to make sure you get that uh, eight by ten glossy. Yeah, we didn't mention that. So it's not happening. Love to Phoebe from Hollywood. In the post, right. fairly can shortly. you fax if I give you the Landspeed no, fax no, number? No, no, can no, you no, fax it? <laughs> I could take a photo. Yep. Yeah, no, it's got to be eight by, eight, eight by ten with the cheesiest look you can possibly bring up. You yeah, have a shave, mate. Have a shave at least. 
I, I want <laughs> I want a proper thing, you know, to to Phoebe, Love, Matthew, Hollywood, Heather Lockley, and the Nervous. It will be the most valuable thing in that pile. Although I got to tell you, <laughs> the John Sharkey T-shirt is special. I, I'm just yeah. going to really break my heart to give it up. It is special. Anyway, anything else anyone wanted to cover? Uh, no, I think we've pretty much covered everything for, for 2022. We have. We have. In Ricky, we trust. We do. Yeah, man, I want to say I want to say thanks for having me on the pod for the year, lads. It's, ah, it's been fun. Enjoyable to, it's been to fun. Talk Raiders and, and the episodes have YouTube. sort of really blown out um, in length this year since you've come on board. Even oh, when you, even yeah. in that substance. <laughs> well, even in the week, even the week that he wasn't on a few weeks ago when he had no power, we still managed to go for an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, so just, I don't know what he yeah. did to us. You look back at the other days, days, it's, it's, like it's after 10 o'clock. I've had a couple of drinks tonight. I've, I've, I've roped it in a bit. But, no, you've, um, you've, you've been pretty good. You've been, see, there's been a lot less slurring this see, week. Blake and I are at different angles. I personally like it when you're on it. <laughs> Blake is <laughs> yeah. less in favour of it. I think it's great. Well, he's the one who has to do the edit, so it kind of sucks for him. Yeah, um, another thing that I like. No, we we can move we can move into next year feeling confident. You know, we've got we've got a good core cool group signed, and and we also have you know a good core cool group to be able to chat every week. So hopefully, hopefully the the scheduling gods. Yeah, it comes down to I really year. think about next year. I was thinking of that before. You know, the draw, especially, is going to be a different draw again next year with with the extra team. Mm. But the draw is, is such a big thing, isn't it? It is. It's, it's a, a massive thing. thing. And right. What I'm hoping is our buy comes. The Sharks in really have the easiest draw this year. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that our buy comes in a good spot because we've in the past those years where you have your buy in the first round, it's the worst possible time to have it. You want to have your buy no sooner than third or four in because it gives that rest. And even better if you can get your buy in the last round or in you know so you've got this space where your players can actually sit down. Look, Post state of origin. Yeah, but look for where that buy is going to be because I make you a bet the Raiders either get round one or round two. Yeah, round well, one. That's going to be an interesting thing, isn't it? Who gets the, the and who misses out on magic round? Out on We're magic. either going to yeah. The cynical Raiders fan in me says either well, obviously we won't be both, but we either miss out on a magic round, yeah, or we get the buy round one. Because right. I can remember in the past when we used to get we'd had what was it prior to Titans, Titans joining the team, yeah, competition. We had round one by. Yeah. And it's just, and it's the most deflating feeling. But it also means you don't get that freshen up and that buy actually does give that. So, you know, I, I'd want a buy either three, four, five, somewhere in there, straight after origin or in the last couple of weeks of the home and away. You know, somewhere where it's, it's actually... It's got to go to Titans. Yeah. It's got to go to Titans. Yeah. You know, they came equal last. They, they, it's Gold Coast in February, stinking hot. It's good. If it doesn't go to the Titans, it's a joke. Yeah, but how many times have we gone up to the Titans in round one in 40 degree heat in a day game? Yeah, yeah we went to, we went and to then Townsville. Come... And when did we go to Townsville? Round three yeah. or something? And then they come Four, down here in, in the middle of July and we play a night match. It's like, you know. And they still beat us. <laughs> they still beat us. <laughs> All right. You have been listening to the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And you are Heather. And we'll talk to you again next year. It's your boy, Kev. 
from Kamnok. Premiership next year, I go Raiders. 